at the shack with Dates tape and red nose designs today for episode five as promised in episode four we got the man the myth the legend the one and only grant amen showing on the pod with us today what's going on grant how are we doing fellas showing no ice good, man. man how you doing i'm good i'm good man i'm trying to trying to stay as busy as i can kind of <laughs> going a little stir crazy over here but uh yeah we're 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 chilling and uh you know nice to be home Got the dog here. Uh, mom's cooking, so it's not it's not the end of the world. Holla! <laughs> it's never one time for mom's cooking. <laughs> sure, that's a nice little change up from from uh, from college yeah, every time. It, it, I mean, it's nice. It's nice, you know. Uh, not one, not having to pay for groceries is really nice. But two, <laughs> uh, you know, having it completely prepared uh, and having you know a fridge stocked is is pretty nice. I feel that. That's always a game changer. What What's the best dish mom makes? Mom's got some good dishes. Dad's definitely my dad's like grill grill master. So um, you know his. Um, he get they get mad because like if we like go to like a a steak dinner or anything, like I would rather have like a like a thirteen dollar steak from like in Giant then that my dad cooked on the grill then go to like a ruth's chris any day of the week really and, and they and they get mad about it because they're like all right, we're paying all this money to go i was like yeah i'd rather be on the back deck at home just doing this but yeah dad's dad steak's definitely my my top 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 meal okay that's okay one. wow I, I never would have expected like what does he do to it that's that's so different that makes I, it so good I honestly have no idea. Um, and it's just like a ribeye. Like, it's not like a crazy cut or anything. And it's not like crazy expensive. Um, he's just good at it. I also think, you know, eating at home is, is just something that I think everybody likes. But, um, yeah, I would he, – he somehow per, has perfected it over the years. I mean, he's been cooking them for however long. So, um, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's, a ma- he's the grill master for sure. So, Trying to trying to learn learn a little bit from 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 the way that he does it. Like, I don't really have a grill at school, but uh, tried to fire it up a few times. Okay, for sure. Yeah, um, my dad he he's low key a grill master too. His thing is wings. Like he makes legendary wings. Um, he just buys them from Costco, and it's super simple. It's the ingredients are simple, but his process is like what makes it so baller. He he only does like. He just does like barbecue sauce and then like maybe like an Italian dressing marinade and that's it. Other than that, it's like the way he cooks them. He like flip flops them between a gas grill and a charcoal grill and he has like different times on each. I don't know, like he tried to teach it to me and it's like, it's like an algebraic equation. That's a, that's a process. I respect it though. He's incredible at it. So I'm with that. Yeah. I'd be pissed if I took my family to a Ruth's Chris and they were like, yeah, this is <laughs> your steak is different. <laughs> I mean, like, like, I mean, I guess like it's a compliment, but at the same time, like, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'd, I'd rather just be at home. You know, it's, I'm, I'm definitely a, a homebody and 
you know, like, like would much rather be in the comfort of my own house and be able to sit on my couch right after dinner and watch TV than have to drive that. There's nothing wrong with that. (laughs) Full stomach, just chill and watch. The show, man. That's awesome. With that word. So how's, how's quarantine life treating you, man? Pretty good. Um, I, uh, I, I picked up some weights from my from my aunt's house uh, this week. So finally, my brother took my brother. One of my brothers lives in Philadelphia, and he took the only weights that we had at home. Um, <laughs> wow. So I've just been ripping bodyweight workouts, but finally got some dumbbells in the house, which is nice. Um, so just trying to stay busy with that, trying to amp up the running a little bit to to stay in shape, um, you know, and and not let quarantining uh take that away at least um but other than that nothing really man i mean ever since uh you know i announced that i'm not coming back you know trying to figure out some stuff um for the future uh and you know seeing what pieces of advice i can pick up from from certain guys and see um you know what could make that transition for me the the easiest possible um and the, and the guys in the in the league have been have been awesome you know taking me under their wing so yeah i've just been in, been trying to just be a sponge in that aspect and hopefully i can continue that on throughout the summer there you go nice what kind of uh stuff have you been doing or have you been trying to do makeshift drills and stuff just to keep skills up at all yeah yeah i mean i'm still uh i'm still i have a one of the portable nets um like the rage cage portable nets. so i just toss that in the back of my car go to oh, a nice. park and uh and throw it against like a baseball backstop or like a a batting cage something like that um and it's it's pretty nice and um you know got it got a bunch of drills um that i do and uh i actually just launched um uh, the attack academy app some some drills on that with uh rob Pinnell. so um, so him and i uh him and i teamed up for that so um you know we're trying to everybody's trying to just, you know, be able to keep everybody busy in this time. You know, there's so many different people doing posting so much stuff. So um, I think it's actually pretty good for the sport in that aspect because guys are coming together and sharing all their knowledge, which I think could be pretty powerful in the future. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw you actually on that. Um, I popped into a live session with you and Rob and I know you guys were talking about it, but I guess I didn't hear that. Like it's a full on app. Like, is it just yeah. you and him right now? Yeah. So it's just me and him. Um, you know, he, runs his, he runs his attack Academy camps and I, so the way that me and him started, we, uh, so I broke my foot in 2018. Yeah. Um, and did the same thing that he did his senior year at Cornell. He reached out because uh, obviously Coach Tambroni coached him for two years. So, um, you know, and then me and him, you know, kind of got acquainted. And then uh, last year we started just ripping some camps together. And, you know, turned out we became pretty good friends. And, um, you know, probably text every day, every other day now, just, you know, trying to keep in touch. And, um, you know, I'm trying to take as much – from him because he's obviously a guy that's done had pretty good success at all levels. So, um, yeah. So, (laughs) um, so yeah, we, we launched it. And so basically it's an, it's an app and it, uh, you can do drills, you can buy in, in detail, like explanations and, uh, you can even like submit videos of you doing the drills for like critiques from me or Rob. So yeah, it should be, should be pretty cool. It's starting to gain some steam, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Rudy, 
how much would you have killed? Like, like what would you have done to have these type of resources when you were like, you know, even like late high school age, like going into college, like, would you have killed Uh, for these resources? Yeah, that would have made such a difference. I mean, the most I could do is just, you know, throw against the wall, maybe do like some footwork drills, but it's pretty cool. Like how this type of, you know, scenario or circumstances have kind of, uh, almost forced some, you know, advancements and access wise, um, to different stuff, different resources. And, you know, like Grant said, like access directly to pros, um, like yourself, uh, Rob and people just, you know, sharing their knowledge and what they do. I think that's, it's as weird as it sounds as weird as times these are, that's, you know, kind of awesome to see it, how much that's, uh, you know, pushing the game forward. I think that's one thing that's definitely going to help the growth of lacrosse. Uh, yeah, I think, board. I, I think that's just the nature of and the landscape that we're dealing with right now, um, just as in the sport in general, like, you know, coronavirus or not, like the access that just kids have via social Incredible. media, you know, via all that stuff. Um, and I think the PLL's just done a great job of making it. Um, so, like, for me, like, say I was a younger kid, like, I would be afraid to talk to Paul Rabel, but it's encouraged now from the, the players to be more interactive with their fans, and um, they've allowed that platform. So I think, it's, I think it's really cool, and I think it's just – it shows the lacrosse community. I mean, it's a tight-knit group, and, um, you know, everybody's kind of going towards the same, same role, unlike other sports. Um, and I think that's just, I think it's a, a really cool part about it. Um, but yeah, when I, if I was a younger kid and I had this, I mean, I went to mill and lacrosse camps and like watching Mark do shooting demos. I mean, I can still watch Mark do shooting demos and gives me yeah. chills. Like, yeah, it's, it's still like, yeah. like I'm still a lacrosse, like rat in, in some ways. And that, oh, we all are. Oh yeah. But yeah. It's, it's definitely pretty cool. And I, th- and I think everybody's done a really good job. You know, I see Deemer posting a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. uh, saw Jules and, and Kyle uh, posted stuff. Um, and then Mark Millen just did his Zoom class yesterday. Like there's so many people that are just kind of, you know, taking advantage of this. Um, and it's, it's, it's pretty cool uh, how, it's, how it's all coming together. Mark Millen is still doing stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, Good he's, for still, him. he's still coaching camps. Um, his, his kids are, uh, his youngest is in ninth grade. Uh, his kids are filthy. Yeah, McCabe, these kids McCabe, are so good. McCabe and Brendan are going to be players for sure. Well, what people, a lot of people don't realize is Mark's wife is also in the Lacrosse Hall of Fame. So, um, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so they 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 breed. Okay. They, they, <laughs> they, they're uh, their their kids are lined up to be pretty good. But McCabe and Brendan are both uh, are are definitely uh, going to be going to be players themselves. They're they're both very hardworking kids and they're, they're good kids. So, um, good. yeah, their, their names, you'll definitely need know their names in the, in the near future. That boy McCabe I, remember watching, I remember watching that his offensive wizardry on VHS. Like mm-hmm. I had to like push Straight rewind, up. push play, push rewind, push play, like just wearing that thing out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, that's crazy. That's how I, that's how we learn, man. Like, yeah, great. So Rudy and I are high school class of 08, college class of 2012. So like, I'm about to be 30 here soon. And it's like, back in the day, how I learned was like, I didn't like the internet wasn't full fledged yet. Like if, if we wanted to find stuff on the internet, it was like a gif on elacrosse.com. Like it wasn't, 
like there was no YouTube, there was no Instagram, there was no real social media other than like MySpace at the time. Like there was, there were no online resources to learn from. If you wanted to learn, you either had to like go to a lacrosse store and buy the VHS, like whatever VHSs they had, uh, or DVDs when those start dropping, go to camps. Or what I did was I recorded, um, like if, I was a big Hopkins fan, so like anytime Hopkins was on TV, which was they were on TV more than anyone, than maybe Syracuse, whenever they were playing, I would uh, pop a VHS in and record their games and then just go back and watch. So I would just like, I would watch every, every successful midfielder like like Ben Bailey from Navy or, you know, Kyle Harrison or, you know, whoever it is coming out of the box, um, you know, Kevin Bolin from Hopkins, like whoever it is, I would just break down like what makes them so successful. But it was just me by myself in my basement. My parents didn't play. Like, I was the only person in my family that played lacrosse. So I had to, like, teach myself just by, like, rewinding VHS over and over and over. And it's like, now these kids can just open their phone and it's an app. And they <laughs> they they got they got Grant and Rob teaching them stuff. Like, come on, bro. Like, I would have killed for those resources growing up. Yeah, it's definitely landscape. I mean, that was that – was, I was a little bit further along – um, I was YouTube, but like, I remember the college across 2007, eight and nine, like the highlights, um, had those on repeat, but then Kyle Harrison split dodge, the three step split. Like I would watch mm -hmm. it and run out to my yard. Cause I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't have a like, right. Or anything. Like I just watched it on my computer and go out to the yard and try it. Um, but then like, you know, as you know, lacrosse got more and more, uh, publicity, um, like I would be able to pause the game, go out and try it in my yard and then come back in and, and then continue. Yeah. Watching. But, yeah. yeah it's definitely, the access is definitely, you know, cool. But I mean, I remember like even the, like I, I said something, um, to snipe magazine, like reached out and they asked like, you know, what was like your, your highlight. And I remember like the Kyle Harrison, like put on, by young Jeezy, like I remember that song, yep. and like him, the slow mo of him coming out in the national championship game. Like I remember all of it, um, and it's just crazy how it's how it's just evolved. And you know, everybody's there's so much access to so much um, content for kids these days. Um, you know, you wonder if it's too much, but like at the same time, you know, it, too much too much is better than not enough. So. Because I was just about to say that, like, I'd much rather have too much for these kids to, to learn from and, and see and experience and, you know, like, absorb and like different, different viewpoints. Like, it's funny that you say the, the word too much, because um, someone so like, on my Instagram post, I try to reply to everybody. Um, so like, whether it's like, someone who's just appreciating it or laughing at it, or like even haters, like I reply to everybody. That's just what I do. And someone came in and tried to say that, like, like to be careful what I was teaching people because of, like, how much I, like, say that, like, all those dope finishes around the crease are, like, good to know. And I'm like, what's wrong with that? Like, they're, they're all – they're getting fake and finish in front. They're getting real instruction from their coaches. Like, what's wrong with a resource saying, like, hey, if you know how to do this, even if you do it once a season – like that's a good finish to know like no look yeah. backhand you know shooting at his plant foot like what's wrong with that but like just to your point like there's more information is always better so like i'm i'm 100 percent with you on that yeah yeah i mean my thought with it is with like the too much is i think the reason why 
um, you know, I got successful at my split dodge was because I could only watch one video on it and I would just be so ingrained in the detail. While as today, you can just be scrolling through Instagram. Oh, sick highlight. I might try that later. Oh, another sick highlight. I might try that later. Like, okay. I can, I can yeah, scroll sense. my phone and pull up 10 highlight real goals just from, you know, the last weekend of college lacrosse. Like it's, there's just, it, it, there's so much. I also think that the sport's just evolving so much more and there's not like the highlight real goals, you know, are common at this point in time. And that's awesome. Awesome to be a part of. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's huge, man. It's funny you mentioned that. Like you only had that one split dodge video to kind of watch. Like I kind of had a similar thing. So I played pole and I always tell Diggs, it's like I, my style was almost like an offensive pole because all the only pole that had like real highlights was Brody Merrill. So I was just emulating his style all the time. And just he's all half of his highlights are just offense. And, you know, that's all I saw. So that's kind of like, you know, how I started playing, um, just kind of how I developed my style. So it's definitely, I understand where, you know, there's, there's almost too much, but then there's, you know, it's almost a good thing at the same time. Yeah. hundred percent. Brody's a good one. Vacuum. Yeah. Vacuum. That guy is Ground ball machine. A, a legend. Yeah. Oh, great. Let's put it real quick. I want you to, let's talk a little bit about, your recruiting process because there's a lot of kids out there that are not fully you know aware whether they're just younger or they're like in the process of trying to get recruited like i'm sure a lot of people are interested in like what your recruiting process was like and not like i don't i don't want like the inside lacrosse magazine answer bro like i want i want the real answer of like what was it like like obviously you were you know you're pretty good in high school so you were in high demand like what is that like like handling that type of you know for lack of a better word press and you know what's that process like as far as like how did you pick your school what made you want to go this way rather than that way in your journey that kind of stuff yeah so I mean for me um you know people say that like I was like a crazy high school player I mean freshman year I played JV so like I wasn't you know lights out I was you know buck buck 35 soaking wet like you know I was I was tiny um so you know our coach no strand uh uh said you know we want you to get bigger faster stronger put me at JV and then you know the the college recruiting thing kind of started to um heat up in that summer after my freshman year um you know I got the letters from from certain schools really the only ones that I took visits at were Maryland and Penn State um which is hilarious because you know Maryland I don't like those guys a lot. I respect them. <laughs> Big Ten. <laughs> Big Ten. Um, so, but, any, but anyway, so, I mean, for me, like, going through it, um, you know, it can be really nerve-wracking. Like, the first time I played in front of Coach T, like, I crapped the bed. Like, it was awful. Um, and like, that fall, like, first day of fall ball or practice? No, it was, in the, like so in, it was in the summer. It was at some tournament in Jersey. And, like, I remember seeing him on the sideline. And, like, I literally, like, would be going to dodge a kid and would just drop the ball. Like, I, it was Oof. horrendous. Um, luckily, you know, I went, to the, I went to their prospect camp and, um, like, played well there. It was me and, me and Tommy Wright were, like, the two – um like guys that they were really looking at and Tommy Wright it's uh fifth year with me this year uh number 23 pull 
Um, so he's, it was kind of funny how that's, all, that how, that's how it all started. But yeah, so when, when coach offered it, um, so I mean, like, you know, not to give an inside lacrosse answer, but like my whole family's Penn State through and through. So um, yeah. I was, I was going to be able to overlap a year with my brothers. Um, and uh, I've been going to Penn State games since football games since like I can remember. Okay. Um, that probably so, seemed, that was like a no brainer. So, yeah. So it was like a no brainer school wise. Like I loved mm-hmm. the school, loved everything about it. Obviously would go up and visit my brothers, um, you know, after ninth grade and, you know, to see them. And um, it was awesome. But uh, you know, as for the decision, I mean, like if you were in, if you're in a meeting, you know, a recruiting meeting with coach Tambroni and he lays the offer on the table, like you want to run through a brick wall. Like you're ready. You're like, okay, I'll suit up right now for you. (laughs) The dude, the the guy is just, he's, he's just, he's a one incredibly good speaker, but two, he just knows what to say, when to say it. And, and kind of the crazier thing is like, as you get to know him, like that's him. Like that's like, he's that guy. It's like, yeah, he's like through and through just a good dude, family man, you know, works his, works his tail off. And so like after that meeting, he's like, yeah, we want you to, you know, be a part of the program. We went down, uh, got a bite to eat. And I was like, mom, like, I'm not mom. Like talk to my parents. I'm like, I'm not even wavering on this. And they're like, (laughs) cause like normally, you know, you're supposed to take like a week or like, you know, you know, take some time to decide it. I'm like, no, let's go back right now. I want to, I want (laughs) to, I'm in. Let's go. Say, go. Let's go back right now. It's very way right back. So we, so we had we had lunch, and then we drove right back up to the locker room. And I was like, Coach, I'm in. Let's do this thing. Um, what? Where do I sign? But yeah, I mean, the recruiting process it's definitely uh, it's definitely nerve wracking in the beginning for sure. Um, you know, it's kind of similar to like any any level of play, right? I mean, your first high school game, you're really nervous. Um, your first college game, you're definitely nervous. Right. I mean, first professional game, hopefully in the next few months, I guarantee I'm going to be nervous. Like, it's just one of those, it's one of those like, you know, things that, you know, you get used to the college coaches being on the sideline. Um, But for me, like, you know, I, I, I will be happy to tell anybody that, you know, I was pretty nervous and I didn't play well. So just because like you don't play well, it's not the end all be all. Um, And, I think my my scenario is a little bit different because I didn't visit a whole lot of schools um, as well as, you know, I, I had strong family ties with Penn State and, you know, the combination of the school and, and coach, like it was a no brainer for me. And quite honestly, you know, I'm not trying to sales pitch anybody. I think it would be a no brainer for any recruit in the country. Yeah. I feel that, man. There's nothing wrong to have awesome. a client where you went, especially with, you know, such a good coach and, uh, I know for, you know, where Rudy and I went to school, we're, we're really proud of our school and our program. Uh, obviously, it's a little different being, you know, a, a D3 school that not many people have heard of and hasn't had a ton of success over the years. But I understand that pride 100 percent. Yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, it was a good process. It was it was very, very easy, to be honest, not not having to go to a bunch of different schools. Um, but like in the beginning, like I, I named I was like, I don't want to go more than four hours away from home. Um, cause I want my parents at every single one of the games. And, uh, so that was like, that was the first. And then I wanted a bigger school. I didn't want a city school. So then it kind of, 
you know, I was able to narrow it down. I think that's the first, first thing that you got to do in recruiting. It's just like narrow down the schools, uh, what, where you want to go rather than, um, you know, what schools are offering you. Um, but if it comes down to it and, you know, you want to choose, choose to go to a school that you wouldn't necessarily, uh, um, you know, go to, you know, if it was just without lacrosse, that's fine too. Um, but, uh, you know, it's those things happen. Um, but you got to, I, I really do think that you need to love the school and you got to love everything about it to be able to commit to it fully. Yeah. Totally. Did you yeah. like do a recruiting trip where you stayed with the team and like, was that part of no, the because I was in, I was in ninth grade. So okay. I think like I had a bowl cut and braces on my teeth. Like, <laughs> and this man went straight back to the locker room <laughs> and bowl cut and braces and said, coach, so I'm like, in. So like, yeah, the, we, there were, there weren't really many, many overnights at that point in time. Um, oh man, but, that's uh, awesome. But yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't do any of that. I mean, went and obviously saw all the facilities and stuff and um, you know, it, I think all the facilities at this point in time, like in college lacrosse, I mean, in that top, like blue blood, top, top tier category, like it's all virtually the same at, the, at this point. Once somebody does something, the others are going to follow. Exactly. Like everybody's got a sick weight room. Everybody's got like a, a really cool field. Like now we have Panzer Stadium. I think it's the coolest venue to play in. It's nice, intimate setting. Mm-hmm. Um, it is pretty sick. You know, I think Big Ten separates a little bit. Like, we have a 120-yard turf field that we can use whenever we want, um, or, like, indoor indoor field. So, you know, it's 12 degrees. You guys have an indoor field? Yeah, we have Haluba Hall. So, um, we didn't play. Oh, wait, no. Okay, no, I remember now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. uh, It's the one where the lines are kind of sideways, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, we – I mean, we play there and – you know, practice there if, if the weather's crappy out. Um, so, like, you know, I, I think facilities in general are, are kind of interchangeable. It's got to be a match with the coaching staff as well as, as the team MO, I think, is the biggest thing um, and the team culture that, that needs to match. What yeah. I would have done to have an indoor field at, like, the beginning of the season. Oh, my God. Dude, we're scooping oh snow with ground balls, throwing we, snow. We in practice, each other. If it makes you feel better, we practice – Three whole times in Holuba this spring. <laughs> okay, I feel a little bit better now. <laughs> was that just because Coach was like, "Nah, y'all not getting spoiled. You playing outdoor games, so you gonna practice outside?" Like, well, yeah, why was that? I mean, I mean, some of it's kind of like that. Um, honestly, we were kind of lucky with weather this fall, but like, or this hasn't been terrible spring. But like, yeah, Coach uh, um, definitely prides the uh, we need to get tougher uh, mantra. Um, so yeah, I remember one time we were my freshman year, we were like legally only allowed to practice for 20 minutes outside because of the <laughs> real feel. And so we did that because, and we did tennis ball stick work and nobody could catch anything. <laughs> <laughs> and so we went outside for 20 minutes and then, you know, we're bundled up like sweatpants, sweatshirt, like thermo gear, like everything. And, and then we go into Haluba and finish our practice in there, take off all of our sweatshirts and finish practice in there. But it was just to kind of make a little statement. Yeah. So meanwhile, I was going to stopwatch out. Was yeah. Like, I couldn't feel my ears or my hands by the end of that. So, Oh yeah. Nope. Yeah. We know, we know what that life is like. Yeah. Serge your gloves for two and a half hours. 
<laughs> doing sprints and it feels like icicles are just going down your esophagus, breathing that in. The wind's oh. pushing you back to the starting line as soon as you take off. Yeah. Cold, man. Gotta, love, Western gotta, Pennsylvania love, gotta love February lacrosse. Gotta love it. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, too. Is, yeah. is State Valley east of the mountains? I mean, uh, State College, east of the mountains, it, State Valley. It, it's called Happy Valley. for It's in the middle of the mountains. That's probably why I said Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's your rate. You're literally in a valley. Like it's, it's, yeah, that's why it's called Happy Valley. Okay. That would, that would hold the show. Yeah. I'm from, I'm from Maryland. So there's certain things about Pennsylvania that I'm still learning. Um, you know, we went to school in Western Pennsylvania by Pittsburgh. So, so you guys, are you a Wawa or Sheets person? Wawa. Come on, man. All right. Okay. Just checking. Okay. Just checking. There you go. I mean, are, are you guys different? No. So I only go, I'm Wawa through and through, but at, out there, we only had sheets. Yeah. Sheets is kind of a joke in comparison to Wawa, in my opinion. <laughs> now we're cooking. Uh, now right. we're cooking. The slander we begins. Okay. <laughs> so I, again, I'm from, I'm from Western Maryland. So I didn't know Wawa or sheets existed growing up. Then I moved here and I finished high school. Decide I missed the East Coast, want to play NCAA, don't want to play MCLA. That's why I went to St. Vincent. Then I learned what Sheets is. And like in my mind, it's like gas station food. So I'm like, why does everyone like this? But obviously I came around to the idea. Then I go to visit like Rudy and another one of our, our Philly-based teammates at the time, Delhi. Um, over the college years, I learned what Wawa is. And I only went to, I've only been to Wawa like two or three times. And we had a Sheets like four blocks from our off-campus house in college. So like I've been to Sheets like 30, 40 times more than that. But my few Wawa experiences, I'm also convinced Wawa is better. But like not by a lot. It's like by like, by the quality of a breakfast sandwich. I think that's what it was. Like I had like a bagel, egg and cheese um, breakfast sizzling. sandwich. <clears throat> a what? It's called a sizzler. Sizzly. A sizzly? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. No, I don't remember what it was called. It must have been a sizzly, but it was a sizzly. Yeah, it was. <laughs> <laughs> it was definitely a sizzly. <laughs> um Wow. I mean I mean, yeah, I would agree. Breakfast is kind of entertaining. I'm not actually a huge sizzly fan. The the hoagies are just like they yeah. aren't comparable. Like they're no. They're just really just not comparable. I mean, she's – they give it their all. You know, they're just, they're just trying to <laughs> – you know. They try. They try their best. A, there's a participation trophy event. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Wait, does Wawa have pretzel bread sandwiches? No, but who wants a pretzel bread sandwich? Yeah, I don't know. I do. <laughs> I do. Them join slap with seven peas. Slap. They're so good. Now they're that like the my my biggest problem with sheet sandwiches is shredded lettuce. I can't do sh like shredded lettuce is like it can ruin a sandwich, and it's like they put, they put way too much on it, and right. they don't put enough meat on it. Right. Yeah, it's just not. But I have a good ratio. It's it's well, not the Wawa's best. Wawa's got ratio. the ratio down. They do. They do. Wawa's got a lot. Of, like they they kill it. I can't lie. Yeah, that's that's good stuff right there. I just, I don't know. But the Sheets slander though, because like the Sheets is like, when you go to Sheets at like one or one thirty in the morning after a party, in a you know, state of mind. 
in a certain state of mind and you get those mac and cheese bites and you feel the, the mac and cheese coming bites back I'll, to you. I'll give you are, are an advantage. Okay. I'll give you okay. You can't argue this. Point yeah. sheets. Yeah. Point sheets. That's about it. <laughs> do you is does does uh state college have both or like is no. it state college only has sheets it it like goes over like lancaster Lanc- like- lancaster area is like kind of where it starts that's the cutoff yeah, yeah. that's yeah. really it's like crazy. lancaster like right between lancaster and Hap- or harrisbury isn't it yeah kind of cuts off a little bit yeah so um yeah it's, so like on the way home like i'll pass a few uh, from school, but yeah, that's no comparison, man. No comparison. Stop in and grab a sizzler room. My, my, my have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for sure. All right. So, what's your what's your cheesesteak place of of choice? Uh, Jim on South. Okay. Do you like so? Do you like yours with like the slabs of the steak or chopped up? Honestly, it depends on. Uh, no, I like it definitely chopped up. Yeah, probably chopped up. Um, chopped up with provolone and uh, onions. Okay. Provolone wit. Provolone wit. All right, I like. It. I respect that. I'm so jealous that you guys have like cheesesteak places and stuff. Like. Um... We had when we when we had sours on a couple of episodes ago. We were talking about cheesesteaks, and I've only had like two or three cheesesteak experiences. And wanted, you know, been to Philly so many times. I'm jealous, man. These things are so good. I'm like hungry now for one. I'm about to order one up on Grubhub. Support the local economy now. Right, I'm about to get a plane ticket. I uh, yeah, I grabbed I grabbed one last. There's this place in my town called Coaches. That's like my go-to spot in town. Um, oh, no. So you in Doylestown Borough or Doylestown Township? No, I'm like I'm I'm in Township, so I'm like more towards uh, I'm like Buckingham kind of. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, in, in town, it coaches in towns my my top spot. They've they've got they've got some good stuff, and they're they're all local local guys who who played sports uh, at LaSalle and West and stuff. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll have to check that out next time I'm up there once this yeah, uh, quarantine's lifted. Real good. I want a cheesesteak, man. Can't get cheesesteaks here. It's not what we have. Yo, before I forget, um, I want to talk to you, Grant, about the the song we played for the intro, uh, Best Day Ever by Mac Miller. That was a great choice. Um, why? Why that song? So uh, I, it was the song that I posted when I kind of announced it. Um, you know, I wasn't coming back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, like old school Mac Miller fan. Um, and Same, like nice. his, his stuff that came out when I was in like I don't know, seventh, eighth grade, um, like his, his original stuff was definitely like my favorite. Um, and, uh, and I think that song, I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, you know, appropriate for the time that we're living in. Um, especially with, you know, everything going on, um, you know, in the world and then, you know, personally, obviously, you know, getting, getting the season taken away and everything, you know, trying to find a little bit more perspective on things. And, um, that's kind of what I'm trying to do in, in this time. Um, cause you know, it can become a job at times. So, you know, yeah, not taking life so serious. This is definitely, uh, is definitely one thing that I'm, I'm trying to do. 
um, you know, being a little goofier on Instagram and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, show me a little bit more. Uh, there you go. So uh, that's definitely, that's probably why, but also, you know, huge, like when Spotify did that, like you're in the top whatever percent of, you know, listeners, I was in like the top 5% for, for Mac Miller. So dang. Okay. All right. He's, he's definitely, yeah. He's, he's a, his old, his old school stuff. I know basically all of it. So. There you go. As you should. Yeah. Rudy, when we, Mac was hot when we were like sophomores in college, like sophomore and yeah. junior year college. So that's how much older we are. <laughs> so it's a different set of memories for us. But like, I love Mac Miller's old stuff, man. Like the kids mixtape. That's one of my favorite like, awesome. pieces of music ever. I love that mixtape. Yeah, that so that and like Blue Slide Park was definitely my. Uh, Slide, I remember when Blue Slide Park came out. Yeah, that that dropped when we were in college. We heard that yeah. in the shack, Rudy. I think that was the first time we heard <laughs> Blue Slide Blue Slide Park the album. Wow, we that's great how that kind of uh, filters in there. I'm trying to tell you, man, the shack was the spot. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite Mac Miller song? You got to pick one. Um. I mean, best day, ever, best day ever, I think, has actually gained traction since he's passed away. Oh, of um, course. Because of the, uh, like, the remixes and stuff that people people have done with it. Um, I haven't heard any of those. I need to check those out. Probably, I don't even, probably Man in the Hat was, like, my favorite song when I was, when I was younger. Um, hmm, that's that, a deep cut. Yeah, that was, like that. That, that was probably my favorite. That's still probably my favorite. I know, like, every single word of that song. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to it because honestly, I don't really like. I never really like gave that one that much run. It's a um, it's a jam. It's a jam for sure. Yeah, yeah, I love that one, Rudy. What's what's your favorite Mac song? Um, it's probably uh, it's either Donald Trump or Knock Knock because Knock Knock, knock was hot yeah. when uh, the Flyers were on that twenty four seven for HBO and they played it after every win. I remember that. They had, like, and they had, they had Brisgalov, the goalie, like, talk. Brisgalov, the goalie, like, you remember, humongous, big, like, <laughs> just rushing as hell. <laughs> that's, like, the one oh, thing I man. remember. So that's always a good song. That's, that's great, man. Yeah, I remember when, um, I remember when, like, Donald Trump, the song came out, and it was fire. And I remember I was, I had just joined Twitter when he was doing mac was doing a countdown for the video drop and i was just refreshing my twitter timeline on desktop because i didn't have an iphone yet i was just it was midnight eastern i was like it was like eleven fifty nine. i was just hitting refresh so the video popped up um and then as soon as the link dropped i watched it i was probably like one of the first like 50 people to watch that music video now it has like multi-million i mean that's that music video is fire i mean the song's fire as it is um and then just watching the video right when it came out was really cool. So I'm with you. His music video, if you like watch them, they're so funny. Yeah, they're great. So oh, funny. Yeah. They're, they're, they're little time capsules in and of themselves. Um, I'm going to have to go with Nike's on my feet as my favorite. I mean, that's, that's a lot of people's favorite. That was an honorable mention for me, I will say. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that beat is just is so tasty. Like, that, that, beat, is, that beat slaps. Um, it just bars like for days. You, like, that like beat just like puts you in a good mood. Like you can't be in a bad mood with that 
I don't know. Something about that beat just. I would start my day with that song sometimes because it's like when he in the music video when he like puts on those Nikes, which I have still never seen before. Those Nikes he puts on in the beginning are so crispy and I've never seen them. Like I don't, I don't even know. They're like some, like some sort of blazer and I've just never seen that, that, that colorway before. Um, but yeah, no, Mac, Mac RIP, man, that dude is a legend. I was, I was really happy when you gave me a Mac Miller song. I was like, Ooh, let's go. <laughs> yeah. That was a good pick. Real good pick. His, his, uh, his, his album swimming was probably his best, his best recent work he's put out. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Great album. Um, all right. So are you an Apple music guy or a Spotify guy? Spotify. Let's go. Rudy, are you Spotify gang? Yeah, I'm Spotify. Okay, good. I didn't know. I think I, I, de- I, think I deleted. Yeah. I think I deleted the Apple music. Yeah. I don't even like on my phone. phone. See, when you're a real one, you just delete the Apple music. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, just taking up space. It. I didn't need it. <laughs> yeah. I need that space for two photos by <laughs> yeah. deleted. I only have it because um, sometimes my car freaks out when it's like you plug it in and it's like, it like tries to play something from Apple music and then it like messes up. I'd rather just be able to read it and switch back to Spotify, but mm-hmm. Apple music whack. We don't, we don't do that. Um, okay. Another question. You can only pick one streaming platform for the next three months, you don't have access to the, any of the other ones. So like video, like video, like Netflix, HBO, uh, Hulu, whatever it is, you can pick one. YouTube is YouTube's included. That's a because they have originals. Probably Netflix. Okay. Yeah, probably Netflix. I mean, they're, they're dropping so much content right now um, with everything going on. So yeah. I mean, HBO is definitely second, um, but uh, yeah, probably probably Netflix. And like, I'm a big I'm a big Office guy, so uh, I can you know play that on repeat all day. You know, it's it's definitely <laughs> uh, I definitely watch like at least one or two episodes of The Office every day. So really, yeah, yeah, That's huge funny. Office fan. So yeah, I, I don't think I could I don't think I could cut that cord. Okay. Uh, but then again, HBO has Entourage, which you could binge watch, you know, all day as well. So, oh man, yeah, That's a great definitely a too. tough decision. But I, I definitely have. I think I have to go go with Netflix. You know, they they've they've got a little bit more uh, more TV shows that I can I could binge. Yeah, yeah. Netflix so got all the. Go ahead, so I'm assuming you've watched Tiger King. Yeah, I have. I have. I, I rumor has it they're they're coming out with one more episode. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm yeah. waiting on it. Yeah. I feel like I feel like they like they need to have a little bit more closure with it. I didn't really love the ending. The guy just yeah, got I had so many questions. Like where like where are all these people? I feel like they brought in so many people and they just kind of cut it off and it was like, well, there were there were about eight criminals on this document. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I gotta give them credit though. Like the stories were so in depth with how like ingrained they are in like all these crimes, yet no one else is getting any type of having any type of issues. This just blows my mind. The funniest was the when like Carol like ad, like said like a specific scent to like rub on uh, his feet, and it was like everybody was like, wait, 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 wait. Did she just really say that? 
that blew up. But yeah, oh I mean, my God. I, I'm going to be honest. I didn't, I didn't love it all that much. Um, just because the people were so freaking weird. Um, right. That's what I'm, it, it kind of creeped me out. Um, I but, just couldn't stop watching it. Like, yeah, I needed it, to know what happened. <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was just weird, but I mean, having a tiger as a pet would still be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I so I I'm like you, Grant. I just it was too weird for me. And then when they got away from the tigers and started talking about like the people and how weird they are, I was like, this doesn't interest me the same way. It just kind of starts creeping me out. But yeah, like the first couple of episodes where they're like, this is how we take care of tigers, and people get to come and take pictures with them i'm like yo this is wild like because you you would never catch me near a tiger like we don't do that yo yeah. <laughs> i mean i mean the cubs the cubs are cute and all but like they're, they're deadly animals <laughs> yeah this man came into the gift shop and was like um just so y'all hear it from me one of our associates just got their arm bitten off so when you hear that in the news you heard it from me first all right i need y'all to leave i'm gonna call the ambulance i'll see you we later. can offer a refund <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like, we can offer you a refund. And meanwhile, the person who got their arm cut off is like in the documentary. She's like, I'm like, what is going on right now? How and are they still so cool with these people? Right. Yeah, like, how, how are you? How, how, like, how are they? She went back to work. Yeah. Like, she I don't know. Back to work. Work. Like, yeah, I, I don't get it. I mean, it was a whole thing of misfits. But um, yeah, that, the, that whole thing was. Yeah. It the was, kicker it was, for me I, was when he started running for president. And he, but not that, no, not that it's, he got his campaign manager from the guy he bought his guns and stuff from Walmart. The campaign. That's, that's his campaign manager. The campaign manager is my favorite character. Yeah. I, I was just saying this. He was my he favorite was, character. He was like, I hate that guy, but like, that was the craziest thing I've ever been through in my life. <laughs> he was, he was like, he doesn't know what a libertarian is, but like my dream is to be a campaign manager. So like, yeah. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I was just selling him guns and ammo at Walmart and he asked me to be his campaign manager. Yeah. That, that, He's that easily my favorite character. Freak, oh, freaked me out a little bit, but <laughs> I got to figure out something else to watch now. Just a little bit, man. It's crazy what you can lure people into by promising them the meth they want. It's uh, it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. <laughs> it is, but I, I, I mean, smart uh, for releasing it. I mean, the view, the views that it's that it's gotten, uh, it's is insane. Their strategy has gotten really good. I mean, they yeah. they know exactly what they're doing with the content I'm, they I'm release. Not, I'm not watching like Netflix like every you know hour of the day, but I'm definitely on it more than more than more than I usually am. So definitely smart for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Rudy, which which streaming platform are you picking? Um, I've been a big Prime guy. I like hmm. Prime a lot, but Netflix is just – I got a lot. I'm into, like, the conspiracies, like, murder mysteries type stuff. Although Prime does have a lot of, like, conspiracy theory, like documentaries, which I love. Um, so I might stick with Prime, actually. Okay. I love all That's that fair. weird stuff. I've never really sat down and watched anything on Prime. I do want to watch um, that guy, Jim from The Office. What's what's that show he has on, on Amazon Prime? Uh, Jack Ryan. Yeah, Jack good. Ryan. I That's do want to check that channel. out. John Krasinski, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, I need I need to check out his his show. Word on the street that he's uh, going to be up for a Marvel movie, Mister Fantastic, and then Fantastic Four. Really, that'd be pretty nice. Yeah. Okay. So, Grant, I'm like a com a closet comic book nerd, so like I follow up on that <laughs> that type of stuff. I actually just watched the uh, the Joker last night. The first. How did time. that make you feel? I thought it was amazing, to be honest. Um, I did too. I've, just... I've heard mixed opinions on it, um, but I thought it was. I thought it was really. I thought the acting was incredible. Yeah, he like, was really good in it, and it, it was just. I don't know. Like, I didn't know whether to feel depressed or like. Yeah, it was I mean, so like, weird. It definitely, it was such felt, a weird like feeling. It definitely does point towards like mental health and that kind of stuff, but like. How they tied it into Bruce Wayne was was unbelievable. Yeah. That was awesome. I like that they did it like a precursor to becoming the Joker rather than yeah. him already be established. So you don't really have to compare it to Heath Ledger's because that exactly. was probably the best Joker ever. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, that makes me want to see it because I've I've never seen it. I've been putting it off, but I like two of my favorite movies the last ten years are. Um, well, is uh, Dark Knight. That's one of my favorite movies in the last couple, I mean, like 10 years. It's so freaking good. So, oh, so like saying that it doesn't really have to compete with Heath Ledger's performances. No, it, act, it actually bri it bridges really well into the Dark That's movie. tight. Yeah. yeah. That's they tight. did a good job of that. Yeah. I've never, never really been one for like superhero movies or like comic books of that nature. I don't know why I just never got into it as a kid, but like you got to, I mean, me, I got to respect like how much that lore weaves into each other and how like each storyline touches each other at like points that you don't expect yep. um, and how it comes all together in certain movies. And then it breaks back apart into their own timelines, like mad respect for how they do it. Um, but like the Batman universe is, is really interesting to me. So I, I might have to check, check out the Joker. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's like, especially for Marvels, like, the writing on that is incredible, how they're able to, you know, write a single movie, but still leave pieces open to, like, tie in everything else. It's pretty wild. I don't know. I'm not really into the movies like that. So I think with streaming platforms, I like – I, I uh, I'm kind of a wild card. I like YouTube Premium a lot. I'm like a YouTube Premium evangelist. Yeah, every time I sign on to Xbox, I see you like on YouTube every time. Dude, it's t wait. How are we friends on Xbox? I've never seen you on. Really? I see you all the I'll time. Oh man, I need to go back and figure that out. Grant, are you a video game guy or not? I'm not. I'm not. No. No, no form of video games. I wasn't. Really? Ever, I wasn't ever good at it. Um, when I was younger, I was kind of just always like an outside kid. Um, so, I like that. Yeah, when uh, when younger kids on my team would ask like, "Oh, like you know, I'm playing Xbox tonight," I just tell them I'm watching film. I'm getting better. Let's go. <laughs> rip, rip, rip them up, rip them up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have time for that kind of stuff. It's... Meanwhile, I'm just I'm just absolutely horrendous at video games, which is like my hand eye is not like that. It's just I could never get good at them. <laughs> That's Meanwhile, so they're weird. walking back to the rooms like, "Oh my god, he's judging me." Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Meanwhile, meanwhile, I'm uh, I'm uh, going home, you know, cooking dinner and watching, you know, two hours of The Office. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching Bill. Yeah. <laughs>
that's fun. that's such awesome. a good upperclassman move to be like well i don't have time for Fortnite because i'm trying to get better so you know <laughs> that's great so you do what you do but i'm gonna go get better <laughs> so enjoy those uh, video games yeah exactly yeah i don't know i've always i've always been in video games um that's been probably my favorite quarantine activity is like finding new video games to play. Um, I've gotten really into like the open world games, which I never was into. Um, I just finished the outer worlds the other day. I think I'm gonna play through it again. Cause it's like, if it's like one of those games where like every decision you make counts and it changes your storyline and you know, dialogue matters and what you find, like how you explore the world matters. And it's one of those deep games, but I'm into that kind of stuff. I don't know. Does that make me a nerd? You just, you just said a lot of words I had no clue what you're saying. Okay. About. So I just figured you guys knew like themes, you know, like like how Fallout works and stuff like that. But I guess not. So I'll just, you know. I do not. I don't either. Show. Sorry. Yeah, because because Greg just watches film instead of doing video games. I'll be watching the uh, I'll be watching the rerun of the Ohio State game. Thanks. <laughs> Let's go. What was your favorite game you played in in college? That's a good question. Um, probably the quarterfinals last year. I mean, the semis obviously coolest. Like, game, like obviously we didn't win, so um, yeah, probably probably quarterfinals last year. Uh, Y'all spanked them, boys. Yeah, that that was cool. Just because, like, you know, we'd never want to we'd never want a playoff game in general. Um, like as a our program's been around for over a hundred years and we've never won a playoff game. Um, so, um, you know, it's, that was pretty cool, but then punching it to final four, especially beating Loyola, I think was, was pretty cool. Um, you know, it, it was wild. Yeah. And it was, it was high scoring. Um, you know, Mac couldn't miss that day. So it was, it was, uh, it was, it was unreal. So be, beating them and then punching the ticket to the final four, that whole, you know, week was, was just unbelievable. Um, you know, especially once you get there. Uh, but yeah, that was probably my favorite, that was probably my favorite game. I'd say non-playoffs. Um, uh, last year against Hopkins or Ohio state, they were home games. Hopkins was on Easter packed crowd, um, beautiful day on Panzer. And then Ohio state was actually, it was a night game, but it was raining. Um, but the crowd still sold out. So that's it, was, That's awesome. it was, uh, that those, those two were probably my most, um, most favorite wins. Um, yeah, pro probably. I, I mean, it has to come with a win game. Definitely has to. Of course. Come. Yeah, definitely. of course. So yeah. I know like, go ahead. go ahead. I was just saying, I know like, uh, you know, going in the final four, like you treat it like mentality, like just another game or anything, but do you like ever take like a second, like walking in a link and being like, damn, this is the link. Like this is pretty wild. Yeah. I mean, practice was pretty wild. Even just going like, just because I'm an Eagles fan. So, um, you know, similar to you, like it's definitely, uh, like we went to, so we went to, we wake up, me and, so me and one of my buddies, Robbie Black, um, he graduated last year. It was number 15. Um, we would always wake up like on a, on away trips, uh, on game days and like go down and grab a coffee early. Um, and so we went to Wawa cause it was right across the street from our hotel. Nice. And, um, we had like, we were in like our sweatsuits. So like, and he's like, Oh, like where are you guys playing? And I'm like, the, and I said the link and he goes, 
do me a favor. He's like, here's an extra bag. Put, uh, dig up some dirt from it and put it in here. And I was like, is this guy serious? But like, I mean, it's just like sacred ground for Philadelphia. So yeah. I think I think in that aspect it's pretty cool. But he was like dead serious. Um, but yeah, I mean, like in warm ups, I definitely like looked around a little bit. Um, I don't really take warm ups that serious. So like, uh, like I know a lot of guys like you know have to do certain things. I kind of just like jog around. I'll take a few shots, sit in the back of the line, and you know grab a water break and you know should not try to like you know wig myself out too much. Um, you know, probably like a few minutes before game time, then I'll start to get hype. But that, that's so like, you know, I kind of took the machinery. I always try to find where my parents are sitting in the, in the crowd, but they were hard to find that day. So it was, oh, yeah. uh, it was, it was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing that was really cool was just how much support that we got from, from uh, like the whole entire like alumni association. It was, I mean, like, I know we lost to Yale, but some one of the dads did a video of our tailgate at like the so like the parents and alumni tailgate at like 9 a.m thousands of people packed it was like a football game day that's awesome my parents were there at 8 a.m when the gates opened like ready to rock and roll and then they like zoomed over to the to the yale tailgate and there were like 10 parents just like sitting around the grill (laughs) (laughs) um I'll, i'll i'll be sure to get that to you but it's like, like that part was really cool. Just, just because, you know, we have such a, I don't think a lot of people realize we have such like a rich history, you know, over a hundred years of playing the sport. That's um, wild. Alumni. And a lot of them came back uh, to the program in general from like not talking to anybody for like 30 years and then just coming back because, you know, their team's playing in the, in the final four. So I think that was the coolest part of it all besides the crowd. I mean, the crowd was, was unbelievable and yeah. um, game's biggest stage, but it was that, that part was pretty cool. That's, that's something I think slept on by a lot of people is that, you know, everybody, everybody who rallied and came out was just like the, the tailgate, like I could have spent four hours at the tailgate talking to people. It's crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. That's epic, man. That's, that's once in a lifetime type stuff. I'm glad you had that. Yeah, it was it was it was an awesome experience. Wish we could be back, but you know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. yeah. Dude, that that Loyola game, that's I had there's a few lacrosse games I've ever watched where I had more fun just sitting down and watching the game. Like when you said Matt couldn't miss, if it was if it was on the goal, it was going in. The dude was just leaving vapor trails every time he shot the ball. It was like He's like, the ball left his stick. It's almost like the net was moving before he was, like, halfway through his follow-through. It was just, like, at the same time he's shooting, the net's moving. I'm like, how yeah, in the world? Yeah, yeah. he was he was definitely feeling himself that day. Um, well, I mean, Loyola, <laughs> yes, he should. Loyola was also, like, popping into a zone, and it was like, okay, well, you know. Would, Thank you. He's Mac in range would, at 17. Why are you Mac zoning like, this, man? Mac would either shoot it from 17 or he'd just go inside and like I'd throw a little pump fake and he'd be wide open and like, you know, it takes him a quarter of a second to shoot the ball. So, you know, it was going, (laughs) but um, yeah, he couldn't miss that day. I mean, the offense in general, I think was buzzing that day. Um, I mean, scoring over 20 goals in a playoff games, you know, it's, it's a lot. um, Yeah. My God. And they went to the zone where you two just like, thank you. Like, we'll just play a two man game here and, I mean, I I per I mean, I like zones just because I don't get you know beat up, but <laughs> uh, 
mean, that's that's like, and like, I don't have to like run as much, which is <laughs> that's, uh, that's very nice. But like, yeah, I mean, certain teams are actually pretty good at zone. Um, but uh, I think if you're if your defense is really good at zone, you're probably also really good at man. So guys are just going to go straight to man. But we didn't see any zone this year. I think probably for similar reason. There were two teams that did it: Loyola and Michigan last year, and you know, we kind of were able to have our way both both those times. We were um, able to just you know just pump the ball into the goals a lot of times on those zones. <laughs> you gotta also think like like guys that are like slept on from like our person that like like folds is a Canadian finisher with the Minto Cup ring. Like he's, he's really good. Jack Kelly is a bull in a china shop and can finish anything behind the back between his legs, like wherever it is. And then like you go to our midfield, like TJ Malone, I think he should have been at least a third team all American this year. Um, Jack trainer could have been an honorable mention this year. Like we got guys that like, um, you know, I think, you know, a lot of the, the attention gets garnered towards, towards Mac and me just, you know, because of like last year, but like this year, like we had guys that were, like TJ Malone had like, you know, I think it was like eighteen points in the last three games or something like that. Oh my god, he he was dominant. Um, so like, you know, we definitely have other other guys that that can definitely sling it. Um, you know, those those other other four that I mentioned are definitely guys that just. Uh, they've they've got some talent. And specifically speaking, not scrubs at all. Trainer, 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 and Malone. Those, those kids will be, they'll be future. You know, first, second teamers, I believe. Really? Yeah. Okay. They'll, yeah. They'll nice. just... Yeah, you guys are. I mean, yeah, you guys are pretty loaded for next year. Still, I mean, like the the talent is is there. You guys are going to be solid. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping. I mean, I'm hoping for the absolute best. Um, you know, obviously bummed that I'm not gonna be able to suit up with Mac. Just, yeah. You know, he's and any of those guys. I mean, they're just they're they're buddies more than anything. So, yeah. uh, you know, having that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I there's there's no reason why they. You know, I say they, but you know, it's we. I'm an alumni, so we sh- we shouldn't still be in that same uh, same position next year. Yeah, it's definitely we. Keep that in your vocabulary. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Once you're, once you're there, that's, that's always your squad. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Proud, proud to be, be a part of it for sure. As you should be. It's good yeah. stuff, man. I feel bad. I, like I just, I keep putting myself in you guys' shoes. Like senior year is, is such a special time. Um, because it's like, you've had all those years leading up to it to like understand your role on the team on the field, off the field, what it means to like bring in a group of freshmen and, and teach them what it's like to, to inherit this program. And, you know, most people <laughs> like 99.9, you know, percent of people get to see that out, you know, whether they finish two and 12 or, you know, like my team, we finished six and nine team of fantasy, not a big deal. Um, but at least you get to see it through, you know, it's just like, I, I, can't imagine like I keep putting myself in like kids shoes that like aren't going to get a chance to come back or had a season mm-hmm. country or like even high schoolers that like had all that happen in, in like prestigious high school programs like I couldn't imagine having that taken away from me like yeah. you know just you know it's different when you're freshman sophomore junior you get to come back but like mm-hmm. 
when you get it snatched like that. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, I mean, man. that's, that's kind of like what, you know, specifically for me, I mean, I'm a fifth year. So like, you know, that obviously went into the decision process of whether I'm coming back or not, but like, you know, talking to the other fifth years, I mean, we were, I think, I think eight and six, my freshman year. And we, you know, got, we got, we lost to Ohio, uh, we beat Ohio State. We lost to Hopkins and Maryland in overtime, back-to-back weeks. And we lost to Rutgers. Like, it was, just, but it was just a different culture. So, like, you know, we built, we took so long to build it up, and that's that. At the end of the day, like, you know, something you work so hard for. I think that's like the other thing that people don't realize, like, behind closed doors. Like, like yes, I work really hard for my craft, um, but then like, there's the team stuff, right? I mean, you gotta mm-hmm. be able to mold the younger guys, and you know, it takes it's. It's not like going back would be just, okay, sign me up. I'm going to show up on Saturdays and we're going to play. It's, okay, now we're back to square one. We got a brand new group of 18-year-olds coming in who, you know, probably think they're all that from high school. Um, similar similar to how I was as a freshman. Like I've said, like I wouldn't like me as a freshman. Um, but, you know, it, it's like, you know, but that's part of growing up. So, yeah, that, that whole part to have to start that process over again. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful that the NCAA granted that extra year for, for the guys that want to take it. Um, I know Penn State, uh, our athletic directors, honoring all scholarships. And um, so any senior that wants to come back, you know, Sandy Barber will, will honor that. And she's awesome. I mean, that's, that's the best agent in the country, um, in my opinion. So, uh, yeah, it's – that that part's you know a blessing in disguise but at the same time it's like holy crap we got to go back to we, we got a run test in august that's what we need <laughs> <laughs> that's what's coming yeah. what's coming so, is that run test though <laughs> so like that that's that's like a crazy that's the craziest thing and that's like the thing that stings with it all is like how much like time and effort and you know I got I got surgery in the fall and like so like I had to go through all that crap and then I was working my tail off to get back I got back I probably was at like 75 percent the whole year and then like was like starting to feel good and it's like there we go done so um but but at the same time like I said I'm trying to find positive of it and you know with the PLL being what it is um you know I'm hopeful that uh, you know, that can bring some light onto the situation for me and I can kind of look forward to that next chapter uh, with yeah. those guys. Yeah. I mean, you'll get it either way, no matter what happens this summer, man. I mean, I'm, I'm just excited that you're going to get an opportunity to play that, that type, that level, that stage or professional lacrosse. I mean, like the PLO is doing, I mean, I, I say it so much on so many different platforms, but like they're doing so many things right. And like as a mm-hmm. lifelong lacrosse fan, just to see what they're doing and to have someone like you get the type of press that you deserve for all your hard work and accomplishments and step onto a stage like that um, in front of, you know, multi, multi-camera setups and be on NBC Maine on a Sunday mm-hmm. and, you know, pl- play for a league that has all this backing and all, you know, it's, it's so great to see. So no matter what happens this summer, yo, like, don't trip. Like you, you're going to get your time to shine. And I know you're going to put the team on your back when you do. So you're going to be all right. Yeah. It's, it's exciting. I, I think, and like everybody talks about like the, the exposure and stuff. I think that stuff's all great. I think the biggest thing for me is like, um, you know, I'm ready to be like, like a rookie again and be like a sponge to those older guys. Like, yeah. See what I can learn. Like, like I'm going to be suiting up with or against like Paul Rabel and Kyle Harrison. Like, 
like that's insane to me right <laughs> it's that's wild but but like you know because because those guys are like idols to me and like you know i look at other guys throughout the league who just have such success um you know everybody's like oh like you know the social media stuff's so cool and like i'm excited to build my brand and do all that stuff but like i think my my next step and my kind of you know viewpoint on it all is you know it's a perfect opportunity to get better from those guys and see what i can take from you know rob pinnell paul rabel kyle harrison tom schreiber i mean the list goes on and on and on and on and to see um both on field and off the field you know pieces of advice on how to navigate this um i think that's what i'm most excited excited for and to start building new relationships and friendships with those guys um because they've been so great thus far but um you know i'm hoping that they can, we can continue on in that direction yeah yeah those are good guys in that league man it's 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 fun being around them I mean, you're, you're gonna. I mean, especially you as a player, dude. You're gonna have such a good time. I couldn't imagine sharing a field with some of those names, man. Like, yeah, it's good enough. It's like, it's definitely being around cool. it. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to either suit up with or against uh, Chris Sabia again too. That'll be fun. Okay. Yeah. yeah true. Nice. He's like he's one of my good buddies, and obviously we went together, went against each other in practice for four straight years. So, oh my god, you know, there were definitely some chippiness times and stuff like that so sure um but yeah he because he's on the water dogs now um and uh so you know if if either i get picked up by them or um you know whoever you know playing playing with or against him again is gonna be it's gonna be fun and i think our buddies are gonna get a get a good kick out of it for sure yeah yeah that's all awesome. nice little uh you know people are gonna be betting on the side <laughs> of who wins the matchup like <laughs> Like, all right, Scrapers, yeah. Chris, who's, who's got he, the money for your money? He, he definitely knows my weaknesses, and he doesn't have a lot of weaknesses, so it's kind of hard to beat, but I gotta, <laughs> I'll have to go back to the, the drawing board and watch some film before I get uh, <laughs> yeah. it. The, the worst part about Savia is knowing he's so good, and it's like his – like where his name shows up the most in last year's highlights is when, is when Holman put that goal on him in the first game. Like that goal was ridiculous, bro. Like no one, no one should be able to do that on anybody. And like Sabia was like, he was maybe a tenth of a second late on that check, and it was, it was Marcus. Textbook, it was kind of textbook defense. Right, yeah, it was good that, defense. That's like, what are you? What more are you gonna do? Up, what are you gonna do? Our group chat, and everybody was like, <laughs> dude. and he, uh, and he was like, of course this happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Just get dunked on in his first oh, game. Man. Yeah, but he's – I mean, yeah, he – I was very happy that the Water Dogs picked – I think it would have been stupid if they didn't pick him up. But, um, yeah, he's he's way more athletic than I think people people realize. Like, he's, he's got so good. over a 10-foot 10, 10 broad jump and a 36. Oh, my God. Foot. So, like, he's he, – he can definitely – He's also 36, is that what you said? Yeah, he, he's – he, he uh, definitely can get up there. So, he, he's an athlete first. Dude, he started playing pole when he was when he was a senior in high school. <laughs> he got Joel White syndrome too. <laughs> yeah, he started, he started playing pole uh, when we were when we were seniors because he was a short stick D mid, and he started playing pole, and then he committed to Penn State in like May. So how and then they moved him to close. Uh, no, he was playing close. Like he just got a pole. Um, like, but like for his like first like you know few years of playing, like he didn't know how to throw stick jacks. Like now he knows how to throw stick checks for sure, and they hurt. Yeah. But, 
Um, yeah, <laughs> he's only been playing. He's only been playing uh, uh, close D for five years, four years now, five years. What? So, Holy smokes. yeah, ridiculous. So, how many Fords total are in the PLL right now? Just him, I believe. Is Mary, is Gore Murray still playing? Goran's like on and off on a roster. Um, okay. Yeah, Goran would be the only other one. Um, yeah, other than that, uh, I mean, Doc's. He's he, going to Nova. Yeah, Doc's going right? to Nova. So he's going to play football, which uh, he will be successful in um, for sure. Is <laughs> he uh, playing receiver? He, I mean, he was, a, he was receiver, safety, he was a punter. For us in high school, he had an 80-yard punt one time. Oh um, my gosh! Oh my god! <laughs> he's kind of a—he's one of those kids you can kind of stick him where wherever he'll figure, he'll figure it out. <laughs> hey, Doc, just just go ahead and hit a pad back a few. Well, the, the kid, the kid, the kid like missed the kid like misread it and let it go over his head, and it just bounced and just kept rolling. It was unbelievable. But uh, yeah, other other than him, um, I don't think. I don't think there are going to be any others. Uh, I mean, TJ Malone will definitely be a PLL guy in the future. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, he would be probably the next up and coming, I would say, uh, behind, behind all of us. For the show? Yeah. Nice. It's going to be I interesting. I know there's a lot of Philly boys like from LaSalle, too. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, we all played Mesa together. Um, like, oh, okay, yeah. our our Mesa team, our original Mesa team was um, a bunch of guys, but me, Sabia, Docs, and Sowers were all on the same team. Oh my god, that's not fair. So that was like when we were like real young. Um, but yeah, I mean, we we all played Philly lacrosse. It's like all intertwined, so like everybody kind of knows everybody or plays with everybody. So, um, yeah, it's kind of. It's 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 a small circle uh, there, um, but it's I mean it's definitely a hotbed now. So yeah, yeah, that team must have been so nasty. Yeah, I mean it, it was just a lot of fun. Like it was just a fun team to play for. It was oh, just, yeah, like, our dad, it was I just like dad, our dad's coaching and stuff. So like um, you know a bunch of different guys you know that aren't playing professionally but like went on to play. Um, you know Udell Dickinson. Um, you know, a bunch of different schools, Navy, you know, I think everybody was like committed to go somewhere by the end of it. So, um, it was, yeah, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun and those guys are all good guys. We actually still go to Placid together. So, um, that's That's fun. Yeah. A lot of fun. I hope those tournaments still happen this year. Um, got an invite for Tahoe. I want to try to convert on never played in any of those big three tournaments, but I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna get one for my days were over. Placid's Placid's a, a heck of a time. I, w- I will. Yeah, that that place is. It's unbelievable, and obviously, it's just like it's literally all of college across, just like munched into one place, and it's love it. It's, it's fun. Awesome. Some some teams definitely like we we had a pretty good squad, but um, we didn't end up winning. But um, yeah, uh, Max Mac Cardiel. Their team beat us in the championship uh, two years ago. TD was the face-off guy. Wasn't too happy. <laughs> Dustin Katz. Oh. Yeah, they, uh, they rubbed it in for, for a while there. Okay. 
Oh, it's like that. Okay. <laughs> Cold game. Yeah. All right. We've been on this for a while. Yeah, we have. I told you, man. I don't know what they did with the limits, but it's working. All right. Um, Take it. Yeah. Rudy, what you, uh, you got anything else for Grant before we let him um, get back? Nah, just uh, go birds, man. Appreciate you having on. Go birds is right. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. Miles. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. Thanks for jumping on with us. It's uh, really cool to talk to you. Um, always seem like a really good dude, but now I can confirm. I'm one of the homies. So, we've seen you around, man. Hope to see you this summer. Um, it goes well, but stay safe out there. Alright, sounds good. You You can post it at the shack with Diggs Tape, Red Nose Designs, and Grant Amen. Thanks for tuning in to episode five. Hope y'all are staying inside and washing your hands. Stay safe and stay clean. Catch y'all next time.